Hey, everybody. Emily Abadi here. You are listening to uh, the ever-lovely 5-Minute Friday on Hurdle. It's always lovely to have a moment to reconnect with you, the hurdlers. I have had a mega productive week. I feel like things are really rolling right now when it comes to 2024 and 2024 planning. It's all happening. I'm starting to see the fruits of my labor, so to speak, when it comes to the goals and intentions that I set just a few weeks ago. And it's exciting when you feel really aligned with what you've set out to do, knowing that it is really something that you genuinely want. I think Quitter's Day, they call it, was this week. And the only resolution that I have faltered on thus far is doing Whole30 in January. And today I'm going to tell you why. So, I set out to do Whole30 at the beginning of the year. I had a couple of good friends who were joining me along for the ride, one of whom has done the diet, if we want to call it that, before and really enjoyed it. And she's talked about it so often that I thought to myself, listen, I have this big shoot that I'm doing at the end of this month. I want to make sure I'm really eating well, taking care of myself, investing in my mental health, my physical health, my gut health, everything in January. And so I'm in. Let's do it together. And basically, I think 13 or maybe 12 or 13 days into the month, I had had no issues at all sticking with Whole30. In fact, I thought it was pretty aligned with what my diet typically looks like. I would say the only large differences were that I cut out dairy, aka cheese, (laughs) and I was nixing grains and bread. So that meant no toast with breakfast, no quinoa on my salads, no quinoa with dinner, uh, rice, pasta, again, bread, like just some elements that candidly at times I have previously felt guilty for eating. And so I was like, I'm just going to nix these and it's going to be really great for me. Oh, and the last thing I cannot forget is all like desserts. (laughs) So no more random uh, ice cream bar from Yasso before I go to bed. No more chocolate. uh, No random croissants after a run, like things like this. No sweet treats. And so I didn't have any negative feedback on the way of eating until, like I said, day 12, 13. I didn't have those like upfront headaches that people talked about when it came to sugar withdrawal. Like I didn't feel any of these symptoms. And I was eating a fair amount of fruit on the diet. But come that threshold of 12, 13, I developed a headache that I still feel like I have at times. But for the first 48 hours, it was so intense. I couldn't focus on anything. And on the third day, the third morning I woke up, I spoke with a friend or two that are both registered dietitians. I told them what I was experiencing. And one of them basically said to me, Emily, this is your body screaming. This is a red flag, especially because I am currently training for a marathon, which meant that I went from a place of being knee-deep in recovery practices. I've been dealing with knee tendonitis, which has been really so much better lately. I'm so grateful for it. Really putting in the work to 
feel better in my body. And then I'm met with these headaches from something that I'm choosing to do. I'm choosing to do Whole30, even though what I'm learning is that maybe it isn't serving me how I'd hoped. And so I did the best I could with the information that I had, and I made the decision to take care of me. And I'll be candid, like that was really challenging because I didn't want to feel as though I failed. But what I think really it was when I take a look at the choice that I made to go off of the program was me getting information and doing something about it rather than lingering in this malaise of uncomfortable headaches and just not feeling my best. And really, I believe that failing fast is a skill set that a lot of people are scared to embrace. And again, you know, as always, when I say the words fail in quotes on the show, it really means learning how to pivot from where you're at and the opportunity to learn something. And so I, on that third day, ate oatmeal in the morning. I think I had rice with lunch and rice with dinner and really started to get back the carbs that end up as sugar at the end of the day uh, back into my diet so that I could give my body what it needs to fuel. And this is really, you know, a lesson, something that happened to me that I'm proud of. I'm proud that I quit Whole30 (laughs) because, again, I was doing what I needed to do. And so my question for you this month is, is there something going on in your life right now that you may be lying to yourself about? Something that you could choose to quote unquote fail fast at and then move forward? What is something that you're doing right now that actually isn't serving you at all? And now a listener question. Hey, Emily, Christine from Portland, Oregon here, a longtime hurdler. Thanks so much for your great perspectives. I have been empowered to reframe hurdle moments in my life thanks to your thoughtful insights. I'm reaching out for some advice about an upcoming trip. I'm heading to Orlando for the Olympic marathon trials and I'm excited about getting to see the race in person. It should be awesome. But I'm also a bit anxious since what was originally planned to be a girlfriend's getaway has turned into a solo trip. I hope there will be opportunities to connect with and meet new people during the weekend events, but who knows? I know you've had a lot of great experiences with solo travel, so I will be grateful for your advice and hopefully some insider scoop on events for the big weekend in Orlando. Maybe a hurdler get together? Hope to see you there. Thanks so much. Hey, hey. Oh, I love this. Uh, You might see me there, actually. I am going to be in town, although I'm not hosting any events or any hurdler meetups, but I certainly will be cheering TBD if I'm bringing the megaphone, uh, but it's going to be a good time. Now, as for solo travel, yes, I've done a lot of it, and I would say I have three big takeaways from traveling on my own. First and foremost, I always bring a book or a journal if I'm going to sit down for a meal that's not like a fast casual situation for instance, maybe dinner. And I bring that because the last thing I want to be doing when I'm out to eat alone is sitting there on my phone scrolling through social media. I want to be present with my surroundings. I want to be able to look up and I want to greet people and I want to invest that time in myself. If I'm traveling alone, I view that as an opportunity to date myself and Let me tell you, you are worthy of dating. (laughs) 
(laughs) The second takeaway I have on social travel is you do want to make sure that you pack your schedule or schedule something that excites you one thing in the morning and one thing in the afternoon. When you are on your own, it is a really great time and opportunity to meet people. And also you get complete control over your schedule. So in this instance in particular, there's going to be so much stuff happening in Orlando this weekend on top of, of course, Orlando being the home to Universal Studios and Disney. So make something happen for yourself. Find activities that excite you and make sure that you do whatever needs to happen to set yourself up for success. And the last thing I will say is just be open. It may be a little different for you to be a little bit more open to your surroundings, right? To say hi to someone on the street or compliment someone on what they might be wearing. But in this instance, you're on your own and it is a really, really great opportunity to make some new friends. This is one of those situations, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? You're going to be exactly back where you started. If the worst thing that's going to happen is you pipe up and try to strike up a conversation with someone or ask about programming later in the day or whatever the case may be, uh, and they're not into it, A, they're a jerk, but B, you're exactly where you started. And that place, it's not so bad after all. So embrace this time for you. Use it as a self-care moment. Also, such an exciting weekend to cheer on so many amazing humans. And I trust and know that it will be a lot of fun, a trip that you will definitely remember. That's it for this week at Emily Abadi and at Hurdle Podcast. Another hurdle conquered. Catch you guys next time. (laughs) 